What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hilarious. Is this an Archie's comic? Who's hotter, Betty or Veronica? Oh, man. Betty. We can't sit here and talk about the hottest cartoon characters. I would, it's, 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 it's disturbing. John, by the way, has looked it up, drawing sexual arousal to cartoon characters. How about that? I think Rod would do a great interview with an expert on people attracted to cartoon characters. Not happening, it's a sports show. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Coming at you live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. We're right at the gateway of the foothills. If you have not booked your summer getaway yet, call the Great Eagle now because it's filling up. Uh, we're having a great time here on episode number 960 of the RP Show on Game Plus Television, iHeartRadio, YouTube Live, and we are Atlanta's NHL show on WQEE, The Key. Peter Mars with us. And before we go any further, I haven't seen the tweet, but I will mention this. John in Edmonton has written in and said, Big news update from the CFL. TSN's Dave Naylor reports Schooner Sports and Entertainment is no longer pursuing a CFL franchise. Oh, I've no. been telling you that all week. Okay. It's, you don't need to go to Naylor for that. They're not interested. I told you that days ago. So, yeah, I... I believe it's dead, at least for now. But we're talking hockey in a Flames game day. They're at Vegas tonight. There were 11 games in the National Hockey League. And here we go. Let's bring in Peter Marr now. 34 seasons, the Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames. And let's just talk about it, Pete. Mark Stevens sat in that chair yesterday, and he goes, they're not making the playoffs, the Flames. Would you go that far to make no, that yet? No, I wouldn't go that far. But then again, people have accused me of being very positive when it comes to the Flames. They're certainly have put themselves in a little bit of a trench here uh, to get themselves into a, into a playoff spot. And uh, they, they, you know, it, it's been a puzzling year for me. I didn't expect that they would be as good as last year, but I thought they would be more of a, more of a Daryl Sutter team from a, from a defensive standpoint. But, you know, here they are. They, they're not playing Daryl Sutter hockey. Daryl Sutter's hockey teams don't give up leads. One goal once in a while. You have a two-goal lead with Daryl Sutter's team, and the game is in the bank. But that's not been the case this year. And I, I just can't, you know, watch them play. I see them give the puck away a lot, and I, it, it is really puzzling. Is that because they're not, I'm sorry to cut you off, is that because they're not getting up 2 nothing, or they're not holding a 2 nothing lead? Well, both. They, they, you know, okay. They, they, they get, if they get a lead, rarely have they, they've been doing that more lately, getting an early lead and then not holding it. Earlier in the season, they, they uh, would have trouble getting the opening goal, get themselves behind and have to play catch-up. So it's been, you know, the fact that they've lost so many one-goal games and, and so many of them in overtime, uh, it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me. And, you know, when you look back, comparing them to last year's team, which finished first in the uh, Pacific Division, you know, they had 14 players last year have career years. 
the two players that they got from uh, Florida in that in that deal both had career years last year. So, you know, it's impossible to have career years. That many players have career years two years in a row. So, you know, you have that. But I, I would have thought that uh, at this point they'd have a playoff spot locked up. They'd be battling for position. Instead, they're battling to uh, get in the playoffs. I wouldn't count them out. No question. I'm about not. No, I'm not. No. But maybe that's just Mark. <laughs> you, know, you know Mark well, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. we do talk a lot of flames here. There are other teams in the NHL, and Pete was the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs for a time. And I want to, well, the Leafs lost in a shootout last night, 2-1 to Colorado. But the game that everybody's talking about was in St. Louis. Ryan Hartman had two goals and an assist. The surging Minnesota Wild beat St. Louis 8-5 to in a game which Blues goalie uh, Jordan Bennington was ejected for throwing a punch. It wasn't just that. If you read it in black and white, that doesn't sound that bad. He blockered Ryan Hartman after the goal. It touched off a melee. Marc-Andre Fleury came all the way down from Minnesota's <laughs> net and wanted to fight him, took his gear off, and the linesman stopped it. Bennington was given a match penalty and, as the story said, kicked out. Uh, it, it, it leads to the fighting thing that we just brushed on last hour. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, should fighting be banned at all levels of hockey? And the last I checked, over 70% of respondents are saying, no, it shouldn't be banned. And the others split between yes or undecided. But we learned today the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is banning fighting beginning next year. They're making it a black or white issue. You fight in a game, you're gone. Whether there's a suspension attached or not, I don't know, but it's never going to be like the 80s or 90s or before that, Pete. It's just not. <laughs> well, I got, I got tired of fights in the 80s and the 90s. Did you? Yeah, I mean, there were so many fights. Or turn you off? or? Yeah, no, I, 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 I think fighting should stay in the game. Now it's not even close to what it used to be like. I mean, I mean we'd have flames and Oilers and flames and Canucks, flames and Jets. They'd have games and they'd, they'd take four hours to finish the game. Because they'd yeah. be fighting. There'd be so many fights, and there there were you know absolute wars. Now we have the odd fight, and people you don't know, think maybe we should bar fighting. I, I don't think they should. Uh, maybe at the lower levels, but not at the NHL level. Do you think it's at a good where it is now is fine? Yeah, I mean I don't like seeing what the Vettington did last night. I mean that was absolutely incredible. I mean he's a guy that really for most goaltenders that are really good, they can control their temper. They can you know things go up, things go down. They stay level. He. He, this was one of the biggest examples of him falling apart, but he's fallen apart many times in the past. And I'm sure the goalie coach with the Blues has talked to him numerous times, telling him that, you know, he need to settle down and that type of thing. So, but to get back to the fighting aspect of it, no, I think it's okay. There's, there's not that many fights anyway anymore. So, uh, I don't, what I don't like is when a guy delivers a clean hit to a player, the player's down, and then another player from the team to the guy got hit, now wants to go after the guy that had came through yeah. with a clean hit. Well, they are addressing that. And they, they addressed it, yeah, the yeah. general manager's meetings this week, I understand. Yeah. They addressed that, and uh, I think we could see some traction on that for next season. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks, and now I understand why people like this show so much, because it's banter like this. Um, for one, Bennington, he's a goalie, I was a goalie. We've been accused of being a little touched upstairs. That's the way that it is. Somebody needs to grab Bennington and wail the tar out of him. But the people that are anti-fighting don't want that. So you're going to see more of what Bennington did. And a perfect example is this. I was watching the Panthers game the other night on television at home in South Florida. And in a highlight, Pete, in a highlight of the Panthers broadcast, they showed a clip of the Sabres game. One Panther, one Sabre were engaged, as they say. 
and Kachuk came in as a third man and just drilled the guy. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. You saw it too. I saw that. And yes, I'm like, yeah. it's one thing for it to happen that's bad enough. Yeah. To put it in your highlights promoting the game, <laughs> yeah. somebody yeah, that, needs to grab Kachuk and wail the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah, There's going to be more of that if there's no fighting. That's right, exactly. Or if you recall the instigator, he goes in and punches you and throw the guy out of the game. Yeah. That would, that would cut it down considerably. Uh, well, I think that's in the rules. They just don't call it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good point, Rod. Very yeah. good point. Uh, I mean, that's an instigator. I mean, he maybe didn't instigate because he didn't make the, the hit, but by jumping in and causing a fight, he's the instigator. So you're gone. Well, the thing, and that's what I don't understand, is the thing with Kachuk. Like, I like him. Oh, I like him. It's awesome. Yeah. When but that here, was awesome. That so. should have been a five-game suspension, Pete, What he, in my mind. Yeah. The guy was defenseless. Well, he should have been gone for the game for sure and have it reviewed by the league. Yeah, sure. and sure. I wonder if the NHL looks at him and he is he's not only the most popular Panther, he's by a mile. He's becoming one of the most popular athletes in <laughs> South Florida right, yeah. because of what he's doing. So mm-hmm. we had... <laughs> oh, got to say this. Janet, the Four Seasons, writes in. She says there was almost a fight in the stands last night. Oh, Security no. got to them first, though. That was at the Regina Pats game with Connor Bedard. If you see now, San Jose's officially eliminated. Uh, there's uh, well, this an X beside their name the other way. Oh, the other way. So <laughs> they're, they're gone. Yeah, yeah they're, gone. they're gone. It wouldn't bother me to see Connor Bedard go there. Do you have any thoughts on where this kid might should end up, or you'd like? I to wish see he'd him end up in Calgary. Yeah, that's not going to happen. The odds are not very good at that happening. Yeah. So, but uh, I think it should go to one of the weaker teams in the in the league and uh, you know help them you know get back into contention, not right away, but soon thereafter. I mean, he's, it sounds like it, and from what I've seen of him play, he's going to be an awesome player. He's going to be a franchise player that's going to sell an awful lot of tickets and improve the team that he goes to. So I think a bottom team like San Jose, Anaheim, you know, those teams are, you know. Yeah. Well, I worry about him because I love him and I know him personally. I don't, I don't want to see him ruined. I mean, like if he went to Columbus, I've said it many times, we'd never hear his name again. Um, <laughs> yes, but he'd be playing with Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> uh, they'd light it up together. Then, then, then Calgary wouldn't like that either. <laughs> right, well, uh, John Paddock said that if he played for a Canadian team, he would need 24-hour security and live in a gated community. And, that, and I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what Paddock said. Because I guess McDavid does fine from what I can gather, I yeah, I, just fine. Yeah, but yeah. the anonymity of a U.S. American team might be good for Connor. I mean, uh, hockey well, certainly aside, would be less publicity, yeah. less pressure. You know, not every day having to face you know 15 media people or 20, whatever it is, that show up at a for Canadian uh, team practices or game day skates and that type of thing. Well, so. it is a different time in society because I'm hearing stories of him needing security to leave the hockey arena in Regina. They need security at the hotel on the road. Like it's oh, it's right? a different yeah. time than it used to be, Pete. I mean, yeah. it was crazy <laughs> in your time, but I think yeah. it's nutser now for whatever reason. Yeah, it could be. Um, Jamie McCowan sat on that couch. And Ma- He's on president Monday. of the Flames alumni. Yeah, well, he made me well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy, eh? Great guy. He is a great awesome guy. Awesome guy. Yep. He thought there could be a Toronto-Edmonton-Stanley Cup final. Well, it would be great. You'd be in it favor of that? The, I think that would be the first one since the Flames and Canadians in 1989. And before that, 86? Yeah, before that, 86, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome for Canada. There's no question about that. An Edmonton-Toronto-Stanley uh, Cup final would be phenomenal. And the ratings would be, obviously, would be right through the roof in, in our country. Uh, I'm not sure the NHL would 
like that too much. I think they'd like to have at least one American team in there, but it is a possibility. Now, you know, you look at Boston. You know, they what? They've lost eight games or something like that, or on the verge of they've set one record and probably going to set a few more. You know, I don't know that they can win for some reason. I don't know. I, I just think that you know, come playoff time, somebody else might step up and knock them off, and it could be Toronto. There's going to be a lot of teams in the East gunning for yeah. them. Uh, now, the other thing is the Eastern teams could, could uh, you know, belt each other around in the in the early rounds, and the team that emerges may not have much left to play against the, the team that comes out of the West because it's going to be such a tight battle in that, that Eastern race. Like Toronto have to play Tampa in the beginning. They win that, they're going to play Boston. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be really, really... Well, you have the wisdom... You've been around, you've seen it, and you said the last time you were here, you said the first 15 games aren't the key. It's games 16 to 30 are the key. Remember that? Yeah. What's the key now at this time of year? What should we be looking for for signs of teams getting ready for the playoffs? You know, it's interesting. I hear some commentators will make the comment, they're playing their best hockey at the right time. This is not the right time to be playing your best hockey, unless you're a team like the Flames, who are in a battle to make the playoffs. But other teams that are in a playoff position, their best time to play well is when the playoffs start. And, you know, it was interesting. I was reading a comment yesterday, I think it was, from one of the general managers. I think it was the Tampa general manager making the comment, the games that are being played now, he's more worried about losing players through injury than he is to losing the game. Like, they know they're in the playoffs. Yep. They don't want to lose any any key players. Like, you had, uh, you had uh, Carolina lose a key player this week maybe their top forward, which is really going to hurt their chances uh, in the playoffs. So I can see teams that are in that kind of position really being concerned about losing players rather than losing games right now because they don't want to be losing games in the playoffs. And if you lose key players, it's a good chance you're going to lose games. Well, they've told me this is my last segment with you. Justin Dunks next. we got three minutes. I just need your analysis on the Flames because just when you think they're getting it together and turning a corner, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> yeah. What's it going to take? I don't know. Like, uh, I absolutely puzzled with the whole thing. Like I say, I know I've, I've been I was around Daryl for seven years when he was first coach of the Flames and then general manager coach, then just general manager. And I know what type of person he is, and I know what what he likes his team to be playing, the style he likes them to play. And most of the time, they're not playing Daryl Sutter hockey. And you know what was interesting? When the Flames were in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals in 2004 and played Tampa, Game five of that series was in, ta- in, uh, in Tampa. And before the game, I'm up in the broadcast location, and Scotty Bowman is there. Scotty lives in, in, uh, in that area during the winter, but he stayed there for this final series. So before it was, went on the air, he says to me, you know your coach, Daryl Sutter? He is one of the very few coaches in the NHL that can notice adjustment, notice problems right away with the team, and make the adjustment right away. He said, I, I have the highest degree of praise for Daryl Sutter. So, you know, having said that and then having watched Daryl, I'm really puzzled that they're not playing more like his style. And I think if they were, they wouldn't be in the predicament they're in now. Good assessment. Uh, at the hockey game in Canmore the other night, a guy said to me, and I haven't seen the analytics or stats, and I don't know how you are on that, but they said the Flames have the lowest shooting percentage or scoring percentage in the NHL, or one of those i.e. they can't score, they can't get the big goal. And that's not that's not right. They got the skill to score. Yeah. Something I mean, they, they lost sense. two really good players from the offensive side of things, but they still have some guys there that can score, or at least have had a history of being able to score. But for whatever reason, they're not scoring. 
And they outshoot opponents just about every game, and sometimes they outshoot them by 15, 20 goal shots. And still, but a lot of those shots are not are perimeter shots. They're not ones that are coming in close, not ones that are the goaltenders having trouble seeing the puck. So the, you know, there's yeah. that element of it. Will this city accept them missing the playoffs and just bring the whole gang back next year? Well, do I don't think so. I think there's going to have to be a lot of internal um, concentration on what they want to do next year because the public is not going to be happy with a team that has 115 points one year and then the next year drops off and not even make the playoffs. So if that, this team doesn't make the playoffs, I think there's going to be... A lot of uh, people in the city not very happy and a lot of soul-searching going on in the Flames hierarchy. Never easy. <laughs> Never easy, no. Now, if they yeah. get in the playoffs and then they get on a run, this is all forgotten. Yeah, and they're good enough to do it. Yeah, they, they could are. do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Pete? And, again, and the other aspect, too, is that the goaltending hasn't been as good. Like Markstrom, we're talking about career years. He had one last year. He's certainly not having that this year, although he's been a lot better the last last few games. But when he's playing good, they're not getting goals at the other end. Yeah. Well, I have a very tough time putting any of this on the general manager. I am. He's, yeah. he's done everything he can do. Yeah, he can't go play yeah. the game. So, Pete, I think we covered it all. Uh, let's do it again. I'd love to do that again, Ron. All right. So. The great Peter Maher, Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames. When we come back, a Hall of Famer in his own right, Justin Dunk of 3downnation.com, to talk a little football, NFL, and CFL. We're live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, iHeartRadio, and WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. Playnow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. Back live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. You can just imagine it was a little bit of a frantic time here in the break. The staff all running to the front of the stage here at the stage bar and wanting pictures with Peter Marr. He is that much of a legend in this town, and I'm so happy that he spent some time with us here. I'll get you the photos if you want, yeah. <laughs> They're still talking about him here. Well, hey, from one legend to another. Let's bring him in, Justin Dunk, 3downnation.com. It's been far too long. It feels like ages since I talked to the Dunkster. How you doing, Justin? I don't know about legend, but it's been a while, man. Doing well. What about you, Roddy? Yeah, it's been far too long. Listen, I'm hearing news today, uh, and I apologize. You see, we've been tied up talking hockey and flames and so forth. 
What is the latest on the Atlantic Schooner CFL Maritime Expansion talk? There are talks going on, but I have been told from an East Coast source that there's a lot of wishful thinking going on right now. It's certainly positive and it could be exciting, but there's still a long ways away to go here in terms of a CFL franchise in Halifax or somewhere else out east, right? Okay, <clears throat> fair. Well, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> it's it's only been 40 years of this. And uh, it's unfortunate that they can't quite seem to figure it out. Anyways, before we get to that CFL stuff, let's talk some football. You're a football guy. You cover the NFL um, almost as much as the CFL. And 3 downnationcom is Canada's best football periodical. Uh, so, free agency in the National Football League. It's insane, man. It's insane. Uh, what's your highlights of this first week of free agency in the NFL? It's been fast and furious, obviously hundreds of millions of dollars going out everywhere. But what I can't understand, Roddy, is why the New York Jets want to bring in Aaron Rodgers to that organization. You have head coach Robert Sala with a young up-and-coming roster there. And I get the allure of adding a quarterback who has multiple NFL MVP awards and has won a Super Bowl. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is at the level that he was even just a couple of years ago, he showed up last year looking like a homeless dude that just came off the street. He wasn't in shape. But the biggest part here for me is he can absolutely destroy a team with his ego. I mean, he was on your good buddy there, and I say that in jest, Pat McAfee's <laughs> show, and talked about what's going on and him going, wanting to go to the Jets and that the Packers are dragging their feet. But this could be very dangerous for the Jets organization. And I just can't understand why you want to go out and get, I believe he's going to be 39 or already is 39, a quarterback who, yes, has upside, but he has no idea what's about to hit him in that New York media fishbowl. He's been put in bubble wrap there in Green Bay. So that's what stands out most to me. Yes, there's some other big moves. The other surprising part, Roddy, is Lamar Jackson just not really being talked about? If I'm the New York Jets, I'd rather go out and make a play for him if I'm going to have to give up something to get Aaron Rodgers. Give me Lamar Jackson, who has much more upside and is way younger. There's something that we're missing with Lamar Jackson that nobody will say. And um, you know, I didn't expect to go down that road here today, but I, can, but I can. When Baltimore put the non-exclusive tag on him, they knew either that teams were going to make offers to him, because that's what the non-exclusive tag means, or they knew teams weren't going to make offers. Teams weren't clamoring to make offers to Lamar Jackson. What does that tell you? I think what's going on here, Roddy, and maybe part of the missing piece to this that you're alluding to is the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. And maybe for reasons people yeah. don't think of, largely the agent's role is to be realistic with what these offers can be, talking to their clients to get them to understand that. I think Lamar Jackson is far beyond here what could be reasonable for his price tag. Now, I get he is a very exciting player, has an NFL MVP award, has had the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs for multiple years, is a dynamic yeah. quarterback. But when you look at the landscape of quarterback contracts, 
He's looking at Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed deal. And I think that was a desperate Browns team that gave him that kind of money. And the Ravens are saying with this type of tender to him, well, go out and see what you can get because we don't think you can get that type of Deshaun Watson guaranteed money elsewhere. So I think an agent could be critical here for Jackson in terms of talking to him and massaging his ego to understand the financial landscape that he's looking at. I think that's the main issue. And some teams out there could be hesitant to talk directly to the player. It's like baseball arbitration, Roddy. Those can be contentious. And when you're talking directly to the player, you have to lay out all the facts. Usually you have the agent there as the middleman to smooth everything out. Yeah, I'm not really alluding to anything other than the fact that no teams reached out to him. There has to be a reason, so maybe that's the reason. But if you talk to the actual quarterbacks, and Gus Verratt's on this show regularly, he thinks Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the NFL. End of story. It's not a playing thing. It's not an on-field thing. But there's some reason why other teams have not been interested in talking to Lamar Jackson. Uh, by the way, the, the fans do want to discuss that CFL expansion story today that, uh, that it is dead. Trevor in Winnipeg says, wishful thinking is better than no thinking. Uh, so there's that. And they're not done on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Let's just walk that back for a second. Um, Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, honestly, I don't think Jordan Love is ready to lead the Packers, but I'm hoping for the best for him this season and put us in the playoffs. It's not about Jordan Love. Do you not feel that after, is it 17, 18 years? that the Packers and Rodgers are done with each other. It's not about Jordan Love being ready or not. It's a divorce. It happens. <laughs> it does happen in professional sports. And I think Aaron Rodgers saw it coming, and he was able to stave it off a little bit with those NFL MVP years that he had. And Rodgers, for his part, I think he swore when he described it, but said that Jordan Love is ready and could be really good. And we got to remember, Aaron Rodgers was in this exact same situation as Jordan Love when Brett Favre was moving on from the Packers and he actually went to the Jets. So this is something that Green Bay as an organization has done before. And I think, honestly, oh, the yeah. Packers could be better off with Aaron Rodgers and his ego not there in Green Bay. Chad from the audience writes in and says, I don't think Lamar deserves what he's asking, but now everyone wants what Deshaun Watson got. Lamar hasn't done anything in the playoffs. He's at least got to the playoffs. Deshaun Watson hasn't done that in Houston or Cleveland, which, incidentally, he only played a month in the NFL or not even that long. Um, Landry says the Packers have been spoiled with 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Uh, well, that's not their fault. Maybe they, you know, you brought up the media thing, though, with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm hearing that a lot, too. Be a lot different from Green Bay. I've never been there. I've had friends play there and tell me that it's, it's the moose jaw of America. There's nothing wrong with moose jaw. But you can't go anywhere without being, you can't go anywhere, period. I, I say that again. I feel like Aaron Rodgers just wants a change. Um, and people are saying, Justin, because you love the media stuff as much as me, wait till that New York media has Aaron Rodgers bite their head off. You think he will? <laughs> He's already had it happen. The front pages of multiple newspapers there have been talking about how they're waiting on Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. Now, he had already made it. They're just waiting on Green yeah. Bay in New York to figure out conversation. But that New York media is going to go after Aaron Rodgers for the first loss or mistake that he makes there 
in a way that he hasn't had happen in Green Bay. It's a much different scenario for him. Every single move in New York is going to be under the microscope. It's going to be Super Bowl or bust, considering the roster that the Jets have there. Whereas in Green Bay, it's much nicer. It's that Midwestern America vibe there. Big difference. Um, by the way, switching gears, and I appreciate this from John in Edmonton. He's a big fan of the show here. He says, Justin, why can't the CFL be broadcast on CBC again? NHL is on every sports channel here in Canada. The CFL isn't. I won't necessarily ask you to specifically answer that question, but with the Alouettes sale and Quebec or taking over and uh, Monsieur Peladeau, it seems to have knocked over the apple cart of CFL media and broadcast rights. Can you talk about that moving forward with the new owner of the Montreal Alouettes? It could after the 2025 season. I'll answer that question real quickly. TSN has the exclusive broadcast rights for every CFL game. In terms of hockey, Rogers has the exclusive rights, but there are packages of regional rights that go out. Let's say, for example, the Winnipeg Jets. TSN has all the regional rights for those games. Sportsnet gets first pick at the national games overall. So that's the main difference there. But as for Mr. Pelado and the CFL television or game rights potentially changing after the 2025 season, if he is still the owner at that time, I think there's probably a good chance of that. And I think we could see a shift where multiple networks or streaming platform services get involved here. And I think it would be to the benefit of the CFL to create broadcast competition and also to have the CFL talked about on more platforms around the country. Rod, you obviously do a great job of it on your show. That's what we focus on on 3downnation.com, of course. But the games are the biggest piece of the CFL pie. So if you could have them on TVA Sports in Quebec and RDS and on TSN and Sportsnet and CBC and some of the other linear television networks, that would be great. If DAZN wanted to get into the mix there, that would be a smart at least possibility for the CFL to consider. So I think the more networks or places they could get their games on, the better for the CFL. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, uh, knocking over the apple cart. I need to borrow this saying. It's like the third time I've heard it this week and only the first time that I've used it. So maybe it's just in my circles, but uh, it is, is it? Change is good. People resist change, but change is good. But do you get to the sense that some people in the CFL feel that being on one channel only is handcuffing the league. Because you always hear, no, 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 there'd be no CFL if it wasn't for TSN. And it sounds to me like you're saying maybe the thinking's changed a little bit there. There are people around the league who behind the scenes, and this is just what I've been told, Roddy, criticize TSN a lot for their coverage. Now, it's easy to do when there's just one network covering the league but they'll talk about things in terms of pre-game or post-game shows like let's say for example in quebec with rds they have a pre-game show and a post-game show just dedicated to the montreal alouettes game so i think that's one thing that behind the scenes and these are personnel and high-ranking team executives that i'm talking to that are relaying this about tsn and it's unfair to say that there would not be a CFL without TSN because in this day and age, Roddy, you know this well with your show, 
live content is king and especially in sports and the cfl has a lot of content there that's live and if they added a 10th team it had even more of it to put out there so i think that the cfl would still be running even if they weren't exclusively with tsn i think overall tsn has done a wonderful job being the exclusive television partner they give about 50 million dollars for those rights but i also do think that there is more that they could be doing well we love the league and i hope that they do what's best for the league um in about a minute that we have left anything else that we didn't get to that you'd like to get off your chest jd Ooh. The largest, I think, off-season event in the CFL schedule is coming up, the CFL Combine in Edmonton. And I think a lot of people need to pay attention to this because the CFL draft is the lifeblood of a lot of CFL teams. The Toronto Argonauts had the highest amount of CFL draft picks on their roster last year, and they ended up being Grey Cup champions. Yes, it was by one point, and you can make an argument that maybe the Blue Bombers played better, but the Argos won. And... It is the lifeblood of these teams. The Bombers have a bunch of Canadian talent, and usually the teams that have the best quarterback play and Canadian talent are the best teams in this league. So I think a lot of people should pay attention to the CFL Combine in Edmonton. Three Down Nation will be there in full force. There are head coach and general manager availabilities starting on Tuesday. There's the rules committee there as well. So lots going on in the Alberta capital. Love it. Justin, thanks for hopping on. Keep it up at three down. Again, the best um, CFL publication uh, in the country. Stay in touch, bro. Thank you. You bet, Roddy. Thank you. Justin Dunk from three down, our good friend. We'll be right back to Great Eagle Resort and Casino. I don't know if Moose is joining us again or not, but for sure you got me. Sports update and audience takeover on the way. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Okay, folks, we're back, and uh, what a show it has been. What an interesting day. Uh, we are having a lot of fun, but we always do. We're live at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. I'm in a, I'm in a pretty darn good mood. We have a live audience here I uh, met with the Great Eagle people yesterday. They're like, you can do the show here for the rest of your life if you want. <laughs> like, great. How about that? <laughs> Might take you up on that, right? Great Eagle and, Resort uh, having, and Casino. And having Peter Marr here, uh, the voice of the fl- It's just something about the players are what they are, the coaches are what they are, but the broadcasters too, the people love them. And of all these guys that have come up, people were flocking up here to get their picture with peter marr uh so that's fun i love pete and there's no moose he's not going to come back in but that's fine that means it's just me and you and producer clark and so i'll open up the text line from the 902-518-3033 number kirk writes in and he's in saskatoon he says hi rod not a sports question here but can you get the hoodie moose is wearing on your website Moose was wearing a very nice bunny hug earlier that says Rod Peterson show across the front. Uh, I believe you can. I'm not sure what the inventory situation is, and I'm certainly not the merchandise manager, but I can tell you if you go to rodpetersonshop.com, that's rodpetersonshop.com, all the inventory is on there, and uh, order and have a look yourself. 
Appreciate you asking. Jim in Balgoni writes in, regarding the movie that I was watching earlier, or the movie I watched last night, Champions at Landmark Cinemas, Jim says, hello, my RP family. I saw the movie Champions on the weekend, too. Still chuckling. It's a must-watch, good-feeling movie. Thanks for entertaining us daily. Take care. Thank you, Jim, for allowing me to entertain you. And speaking of entertaining, here's the deal. This is how I said that I could fill this with you, no problem. Um, the poll yesterday for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center was which movie should I go to at Landmark Cinemas last night? And we came up with the ones that they're promoting. Landmark Cinemas, Creed 3, Scream 6, Cocaine Bear, and Avatar. And those are all playing. But I thought, I'm going to go to landmarkcinemas.ca and have a look myself. And I saw this Champions. Hmm. Click. Starring Woody Harrelson. I'm like, in, done. I don't need to know. I don't need to know the plot. If Woody Harrelson's in it, I'm going. And he didn't disappoint. And it's the story of an... It was shot entirely in Winnipeg, by the way. But it was the story of an NBA coach, pro basketball coach. Got a 0-8 and had to do community service. And his was to spend 90 days coaching a special Olympics basketball team. And hilarity ensues. Drama, heartbreaking moments, laughter, and the actors are unbelievable. And I'm in the theater by myself. I'm laughing. I'm looking around. Everybody is howling. Uh, champions. And it's not even being promoted by any of the theaters. They're promoting the big blockbusters. Champions is the one I would say to go to. The poll question today is... Should fighting be banned at all levels of hockey? And there's a reason that I bring that up. And the hockey people watching will understand. These are the guys and gals that blow up my phone all the rest of the hours that we're not on the air. They'll understand where I'm coming from when I say all levels of hockey. But Austin, I'm on this because Austin from Glenn Ewan writes in on the 902 line and he says it makes sense to ban fighting in junior leagues where you've got legal adults playing with minors a fight between a 20 year old and a 17 year old could be considered assault no you're not wrong and this is the debate that we've had for decades you can't go assault a guy in the street so why can you do it between the boards but that's the rules of the game. You can't fight like they do in the UFC either legally, but you can in the ring. So forget that for a second. It's just, they're, they're, we're probably at this point in society now where guys get to the NHL and their first fight is in the NHL. Well, of course, we have to be there because Jordan Eberle, my good friend, I broadcast his one and only junior fight. It was in Brandon one night. I can't remember the defenseman's name for the Wheat Kings, but Jordan predictably got destroyed. And on the bus afterwards, I said, what are you doing? You shouldn't be fighting. And he goes, well, I wanted to have one fight. And I'm like, why? You could get hurt. That's dumb. But that doesn't mean other guys can't fight. Because the NHL, and Peter Marr said it. i got to write that down. Why that clip? why the NHL hasn't banned fighting. Peter Marr said it's because of the entertainment factor. Now, what happens if they ban fighting, it's gone, and the attendance and ratings plummet? Can't bring it back. To use his term, we'd look like fools. 
So it's not about the code. It's not about policing. It's not about the cheap shots. Why it's still in the game. It's about the entertainment factor. So why cut it back at all then? It's, it's, it's such a conundrum. And why are we talking about this today? It's because the Quebec League, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, which incidentally has a new commissioner, Mario Saccini, the former president of the Alouettes. Um, why now? This has just come across my screen. Alex from the Game Plus control room in Toronto. Producing the show there. He says, good afternoon, Rod. I love the world baseball talk. I agree with what you said about Diaz and the injury. You think if they moved the tournament to midseason, might get a little more attention and players are more game ready. Not out of the realm of thinking about it or talking about it. It would be like the all-star week. But this is has been played around the world. Two U.S. centers, Miami and Phoenix. By the way, the story did move across the wire here regarding Diaz. Uh, actually, breaking news. This comes from my Sportsnet app. Mets star closer Edwin Diaz out for the season with patellar tendon injury. He's done. But he didn't injure it in the game. He injured it jumping around celebrating with his teammates. That's karma. Don't be stupid. That could happen on the street. So, Alex, uh, I'll be honest. I was uh, following it a little more because you were following it, and I wanted to brush up on it. And how can you go wrong with a tournament that's over within a week, i.e., it's fast? It's not 162 games. It's, uh, you know, you're in it to win it. Lose twice, you're out. Boom, gone. We have breaking news from the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. This year's induction class has been announced. We'll get to that when we come back. Viewer takeover and whatever else you'd like to talk about. That was fast, eh, Clark? We didn't even get to the sports update yet. So we'll be right back on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. Playnow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to Playnow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. One more time today from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Calgary's entertainment destination, and it has been awesome. It's been a fun day. I'll tell you something about Peter Marr. He talked about <laughs> being accused of being positive. What is wrong with that? That's an accusation? Peter's very bubbly, very gregarious, very Hall of Fame-ish. 34 seasons as the voice of the Calgary Flames, and the staff was so excited to have him down here. Tomorrow, by the way, on a football Friday, the defensive coordinator of the Calgary Stampeders, Brent Munson, is going to be with us, and I'm really looking forward to that. 
I mentioned the breaking news that we have. It's uh, come from the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Larry Smith has pretty much seen and done it all. The 71-year-old from Hudson, Quebec, has been a player, team executive, and CFL commissioner. Today, he was named for induction into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame as a builder. The 2023 class of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame includes linebacker Solomon Elamimian, defensive lineman John Bowman, defensive back Larry Crawford, and Canadian offensive linemen Josh Bork and Lloyd Fairbanks. Jacques Dussault was also named as a builder. All will be formally inducted September 15th. Uh, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm a little disappointed because I was behind the nomination of somebody who's Hall of Fame worthy to get in, and I didn't see his name on this list. And um, he's an older fellow, let's say it that way. I don't know why he wouldn't get in, but I don't know why they do these things in a lot of ways. What is good is Chris Schultz, the former Toronto Argonauts offensive lineman and TSN broadcaster, will be posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame's media wing November 19th, along with sports writer Vicki Hall and TSN producer John Hines. All great people. Schultz, of course, died from a heart attack in 2021. Congratulations to all. And maybe my guy will get in next year. And hopefully he's still with us. It's a busy night in the NHL with 10 games on tap. The Winnipeg Jets are home to the league, leading Boston Bruins. The Jets have just three wins in their past 10 games and are four points up on Nashville for the final wildcard spot in the West. The Predators also have three games in hand. Elsewhere tonight, the Ottawa Senators host Colorado. The Montreal Canadiens are in Florida. My peeps down there talking about that, and they're hoping this is not a trap game. For the Panthers, we'll find out. The Edmonton Oilers welcome the Dallas Stars. I see Allie writing in from Texarkana. She says the game worries her. They should all worry you <laughs> at this stage of the game. I think every fan's worried for their team for the most part right now. Uh, the Flames in Vegas. You think they're not worried about that one around here? Of course they are. The Vancouver Canucks visit Arizona. The Toronto Raptors put a five-game home win streak on the line tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Big one there because the Thunder's led by Hamilton Shea Gilgis Alexander, who was the lone Canadian All-Star this season. He's the fifth leading scorer in the NBA. How about that? How about that? The break. Yeah, the breaking news has come down. New York Mets saying Edwin Diaz is gone for the season today, tearing his knee, celebrating Puerto Rico's victory over the Dominican Republic at the World Baseball Classic. I swear, and I, I know we're having not fun with this, but with Alex from Game Plus in Toronto whopping the show right now, is this, is this like Martin Gramatica when he was the Buccaneers kicker? Same thing, celebrating, making a field goal, goes up, comes down, crumbles, tears an ACL. Is, <laughs> are injuries like that going to stop guys from celebrating? No, probably not because emotion just overtakes you. But the guy just signed a gargantuan contract with the Mets and now he's done for the year. And can you even get mad at him? At him? All his teammates were doing it, jumping around. You should be able to celebrate, really. So I'm not going to say he's an idiot, but I prefer if you didn't do that. Uh, anyways, this sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Coming to theaters March 24th, John Wick starring uh, Chapter 4. John Wick Chapter 4 starring Keanu Reeves.
John Wick takes on his most lethal adversaries yet in the upcoming fourth installment of the series. With the price on his head ever increasing, Wick takes his fight against a high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld from New York to Paris to Osaka to Berlin. John Wick 4 coming to theaters March 24th. But I'll say this again. You know that I wouldn't steer you wrong. The movie you want to go see is Champions. It's just a feel-good story. It's not a true story. But it uh, stars Woody Harrelson as the pro basketball coach sentenced to 90 days of community service coaching a Special Olympics basketball team. And again, the predictable hilarity ensues. Oh, <laughs> when you leave the theater clutching your belly from laughing so hard and it just feels good, do you need that in your life right now? Could you use a night of that? Champions would do that for you. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get to all of your... Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get to all of your comments here. There were a lot today, and it was a fun day. Fun chat. Jeff the Stamps fan says, I'm not worried about the Flames in Vegas. Tonight, it's over. I'm not even going to chastise you for that, Jeff. And why haven't you come down here to the Gray Eagle? What are you hiding? Ever. Come down here. So this is the guy you said you took back everything you said about the Flames three weeks ago. Then they win a couple in a row, and you say you took that back. Where are we? You understand why I don't listen to people? Colin in Ottawa says, okay, so Jacques Dussault gets into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame this year, but all the photos the official CFL socials provide is of him in Montreal machine gear. Eh, that's fairly nitpicky. Maybe there are no photos of him. I never met this cat, Jacques Dussault, but I heard some great stories about him. All good. Seems like a great guy, great football guy, and obviously he is as he's going to the... Hall of Fame. Swerve here in Calgary says, this show was faster than some of my dates. <laughs> I'm sure. La last minute of play in the RP show today. Landry writes that he says, Colorado's going for the Canada sweep tonight. That's one of the 10 games there in Ottawa, and this shouldn't be hard. Tell me again why the Senators got Jacob Chikrin. Do you know why, Clark? Yeah, why'd they get him? They're not making the playoffs anyways. Oh, so the, the plan is to keep him. Okay, the plan's to keep him. Right, it wasn't just for this season then. Uh, Ryan in Toronto says, the, the shows have been flying by all week. See you tomorrow for Football Friday, everyone. That's going to be great with Brent Munson, Calgary Stampeders defensive coordinator. Bakari Grant going to join us, BG? That was the plan. Great Cup champion. So uh, it's going to be a great one, but a tough to beat today. Thanks to Peter Marr, Justin Dunk, Clark for lining them up, and we will see you all tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus at WQEE, the key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> How about that?
so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.